How's everybody doing this morning? For all of you, I just wanted to make a quick announcement that, uh, you know, we have, because of live stream, we've expanded our audience. We have folks in, uh, in, of course, Brazil who are listening. There are now some folks in Ethiopia who are following us. Uh, and, of course, in Florida and California, Chicago, um, uh, I can go on. There's just so many places. Virginia and now New York, as well as you, brothers and sisters. So let God continue to bless us. I want all of you right now to pray for Florida. Pray for, you know, us in this great state of Florida that uh, we'll continue to be able to survive or sustain ourselves during this pandemic. All right. And also just wanted to mention giving again. Please continue to give just like you were coming to church, you know, your monthly tithes or whatever that is or whatever you want to give. Just continue to make sure that you do that and stay faithful in that area. I'm not asking you for extra. I'm just saying just make sure that we maintain what we're capable of doing. And if we're not, you know, God is still God. He will continue to bless. With all of that being said, are y'all ready for another installment of Stay Battle Ready? Listen, uh, this is a great series, a really, really great series. I think it's timely and is very, very important. I need you to understand as we go through, none of this armor is for the offensive. This is for the defensive. We put this armor on to stand ground. Why? Because Jesus has already won the battle. Our job is to make sure that we put on this armor that protects us in the course of a battle that's actually already won. Hopefully that makes sense to you today. So today we're going to start off with uh, Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read from verse 16 in the King James Version. And we're about to have some fun. Call somebody. Tell them that we're on live right now. That they can watch live or pick us up later on. But please make sure that we stay tuned to Tuesday Church. So you ready? Let's go. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 16. This is the King James Version. And it says, above all, now again, above all these other things that we've already talked about, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quince all, and again, emphasize all, the fiery darts of the wicked one. Above all. So it's important for us to realize now that this shield of faith, this shield of faith is able to do what? Quince all of the fiery darts of Satan. So again, for the Roman soldier, when Paul was constructing this particular parable for us or this imagery, the Roman soldier actually had two separate shields. They had one shield that was for parade. That shield was ornate and beautiful and shiny that they kept polished, but they would always keep that back in their barracks. That was just for parade purposes. But when it came time for battle, they would pull out that other shield that was battle-worn, that had scratches and things all over it that was beat and sometimes bent in certain places. But this is one they were comfortable with for battle. It was one that they had confidence in whenever they entered into battle because it's the one that had kept them alive, kept them strong. So we have this ornate shield, but we also have this real functional shield that the soldiers used. Our salvation 
It's both of those things. Our salvation is at one point very ornate, very beautiful, very, very loving, very kind, very magnificent. But at the same time, our salvation is hard fought for. It's, it's that shield that is dented and beat because that's what happened to Jesus. He was dented and beaten for our salvation. Now, these shields are able, that shield that is broken is able to quench the fiery darts. Meaning that whatever Satan throws towards us or throws at us in life, the struggles, the trials, the tribulations, that shield is able to take that. But... Let's figure out exactly how Paul constructed this so we can actually utilize it in our lives today, right now. Now, it's called the shield of faith. Now, please follow along. The definition of faith is trust in, reliance on, adheres to what Christ has done on our behalf. I'm going to read that one more time. Trust in. Reliance on adheres to what Christ has done on our behalf. An action taken by man or woman toward a promise that God has made. Now, I need us to get that. We as believers stand on a promise. We stand on the word of God. We stand on something that at times is not tangible, but real to us. That's what faith is. Is believing in something that we can't touch, but believing in it so greatly that we make it real to our everyday lives. So this faith, this shield of faith, Jesus died for us. Do we believe that? Do we trust in that? Do we rely on that fact? If you do, then you're forming a shield. See, that's a shield, a promise that cannot be broken by God, but it's also a shield that protects you whenever Satan comes against you, when he tells you you're still a sinner, when he tells you that you're no good, when he tells you that you're filthy. That won't fly. Those darts will be quenched because Jesus has died for you. Therefore, his blood has washed you clean and changed you from a sinner into a saint. And he did that by Grace, are y'all following me this morning? So if you get that, then your shield is being formed. Not the ornate one, because that's in your barracks. This is that everyday living shield, that one that's dented and beat and, and scratched. You need that shield. Now, again, you are catching whatever he throws at you. Let's just go through some verses, because I think this will bless us if we really get to understanding. I pray, God, that it becomes super clear to you. As we go on. So let's go to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. This is in the New Living Testament translation. It says, For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. How many people? No one. None. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. That's what makes the law so magnificent. It was created to show us that it was impossible for us to live it. And that we would need a savior. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. As was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who 
believes no matter who we are. So we're made right with God by doing what? Placing our faith in Jesus, meaning that we place our trust, our reliance on. We adhere to the fact that Jesus died for us. This is what turns this situation around for us. It takes the onus off of us by trying to make ourselves right with God, which is impossible for us to do. But it gives us this rest from God by accepting what Jesus has done on our behalf. If you accept that, then you're able to rest from trying to make yourself right with God. And you actually grow as a person by accepting what Jesus has done. Jesus has made us right. Again, your shield is formed on the fact that Jesus has made us right. So when the world says that you're not right, what do you do? You put up your shield of faith and it's able to quench that fiery dart that comes at you. Is this making sense to you today? Praise the Lord. Let's go to another verse. Romans chapter one, verse 16. I, I, I really need us to get this and, and go along and but have some fun, but definitely get an understanding. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes, believing, adhering to, trusting in what Jesus has done for us. It delivers us from eternal death. So what's the opposite of death? Life And it puts us in eternal life. How do we do this? By believing, by having faith. Say, Pastor Ben, it's hard for me because I'm so used to holding on to something or grabbing on to something tangible. You know, something like Thomas when, you know, they said this was Jesus. And he said, I won't believe until I'm able to stick my finger into the holes in his hands. And then I'll believe. I need you. You don't need to do that today because faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So hang in here and listen closely and it builds your faith. Now, listen to me. This is pretty important for you to understand. It's not so much the size of your faith. It is what your faith is in that is important. Y'all following me today. See, a lot of people think you're supposed to have a lot of faith. Well, I'm here to tell you today. No, the size of your faith really doesn't matter in this context. What does matter is what your faith is in. Jesus said you could have faith the size of a mustard seed. And if you've ever seen a mustard seed, it can fit on the tip of your baby finger. A size of a mustard seed. So it's not the size of your faith is what your faith is in. So I got a question for you today. Is your faith based on the word of God? Is it based on what Jesus has done? Or is it based on something else? Sometimes we have this kind of quasi faith structure that has a little bit of this and a little bit of that all mixed into it. And Jesus is asking us to get rid of all of those other little items and attributes and have faith in him. See, again, you can't have faith in horoscopes and superstitions and, and, and all of those kinds of things, thinking that this, this conglomerate of, of different concepts and ideas make up your faith and make it strong. No, anything that we add to Jesus, we take away from him. 
we take away from the totality of who Christ is. Is this making sense to you today? So what I need for us to do is understand he's already done this. So our job is to have faith in him. So again, your shield of faith, your shield of trust, of adherence has a powerful component to your thinking, to your moral status, to your joy. See, because none of those things now are contingent upon what you do. They are contingent upon what Christ has already done. So therefore, your peace and your joy and that eternal life are all completed. Why? Because Jesus has done it. Does that make sense? Okay, let's read on. It says, Again, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confident surrender, believing, trusting, surrendering and firm reliance. All of these definitions of faith to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in the gospel. A righteousness, (laughs) which God ascribes, is revealed. For in the gospel, this state of right standing with him is revealed in the gospel, both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more Faith. So then your faith leads to more faith because the more you believe in God, the more you stand on his promises, the more you adhere to, rely on, trust and surrender to, your faith begins to have more faith in the sense of you become stronger. Your shield becomes more powerful. It is really able to quench everything that the world and Satan will throw against you. Listen to me. God says in Romans chapter 8, he says, nothing will separate you from his love. Nothing, meaning no thing. Now, can you have faith in that? Can you trust in that? Can you rely on that statement that nothing, no thing will separate you from God's love? If you can, then your shield will quench all the fiery darts because the world will do its best to make sure that you know that God doesn't love you. Because you're not worthy of his love. Guess what, brothers and sisters? Let me tell you a secret. We are not worthy of his love. That's why we received it in grace. Grace is unmerited, undeserved kindness but we have it when we accept jesus christ so the world wants you to put your shield down the world wants you to lower your shield and then look at all the chaos all of the mess all of the stuff out there and you think that that's the sum total of what the future is going to be and i'm here to tell you no the sum total of what the future is going to be is what god's word says we win as christians but let me read on It says, as it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by what? Faith. So our everyday living should be based on faith. So 
do you trust in? Do you rely on? Do you adhere to what Christ has done on your behalf? An action taken by a man or a woman towards a promise that God has made. So, the simplicity of this is, do you believe the word of God? Do you believe the word of God? Then if you do, you're going to have to trust God that he's going to take you somewhere that you've never been before. I'm going to just break it down for you. Some of us are extremely uncomfortable now because we're looking at a society that seems to be either changing for good or in some cases, in some people's minds, changing for bad. So you will look at that circumstance and it will begin to pull away from your faith in God. Now, does, does Jesus reign? Is Jesus above all things? I'm asking the question one more time. Does he reign? The brother sang the song, death could not hold him down. He broke the back of death, not just for himself, but for us. He ascended into heaven. He's sitting on the right hand of God right now, intervening for us. So, do you believe that that is true? Well, then what you're going to have to do is take your mind off of hoping and wishing that the current circumstances will change and put your mind back on the throne. See, your shield right now needs to be up so it can quench all the fiery darts of Satan. But hear me, don't try to figure out what the fiery darts are because you don't have to. All you have to do is keep your shield up. Your faith in Jesus is your shield. Your faith in Jesus is your shield. So keep it up. Keep it up. So don't try to figure this thing out because it's not for you to figure out. I'm here to tell you today, I'm trying my best to get you to quit sitting in front of your TV, getting burnt out and and mean and ugly and, and taking sides and making allegiances to something that doesn't have eternity attached to it. Look to Jesus. Do you trust him today? Do you rely on him? Look to Jesus. Let's go to another verse. Praise the Lord. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Amplified. Listen closely. Without faith... Without reliance, without trust, (laughs) without adhering to, without surrendering to, but without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. Listen to me. Let me read it. (laughs) For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Do you believe the word of God is true? If you believe that it's true, then have faith in him. Faith does not always let you see where you are going. Your job is not to see where you are going. Your job is to have faith in he who travels with you. He who you hold the hand of. God is a rewarder of those who have faith in him. 
That means he's not going to take you somewhere that will destroy you. He will take you somewhere that may require some pruning. That may require some changing or transformation so we can have a brand new mind. But he will never take you somewhere that will destroy you because he sent his son to die for you that you would be saved. So I need us to get this today. Your shield should tell you, should stand before you, held up, quenching all the fiery darts of Satan. You are a child of God. Another verse, we're going to run through these things because I want to make sure we cover them all. Listen, this is Psalms 91, I believe, from the New Living Testament. Listen closely. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest Mm, mm, mm. in the shadow of the almighty. I I need you to find some rest this morning because some of y'all are restless. (laughs) You are so fired up and, and doing things and thinking things. Listen, can you run into his, his refuge? Can you be close to him? Can you let your mind and heart and spirit and soul have faith in him? Faith means, in this case, you're going to have to believe that even though you can't see the results that you want to see, you still have to trust him. You're looking at me right now and going, I don't know if I could do that, Pastor Ben. Well, without faith, (laughs) it's impossible to please him. Without faith... It's impossible to have this satisfactory relationship with him. Do you trust God today? I said, do you trust God? See, the Roman soldier used that bent, dented shield because he trusted its efficiency. He trusted it because he knew it. He had experience with it. So he would always take it to battle. Not the ornate one, but that bent, trusted, cut, bent one. He knew it. Because he had a relationship with it. I need you to know for every trial, for every tribulation, he has brought you through. For every situation, he has brought you through. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. He brought you this far so you can see the glory of his presence. I need you to grasp that today. Well, Pastor, I don't like the way things look. Moses didn't like the fact that there was a Red Sea between him and safety with, the, with, with favor on his army behind him. He didn't like that situation. But he listened to a God who told him to do something that was outside of his normal concern of, 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 of activity. God asked him to do something different. And Moses did it. Why? Because he had the experience of manna in the morning and fire at night. He had the experience of a God who led him, who gave him what to say. He had that experience. So my question to you today as we read on, do you have the experience with God to trust him? Oh, I'm telling you already, you're here today because he he has brought you through trials and tribulations. You're here today because he has been with you. Don't overlook that. Don't reject that. It's a powerful truth. Let me read. 
It says, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is, he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I do what? Trust him. Oh man, it makes me want to dance. Do you trust him today? I said, do you trust him? Well, Lord, I don't like where this road is going. God says, trust me. I know where this road goes. I know the beginning, the middle, and the end of everybody's journey. I know that. So trust me. But I can't see. God will usually say, you never could see before. (laughs) You were the blind leading the blind. I'm here for you. Trust me. Let me read. For he will rescue you from every trap. Sound like the Quincy and the fiery darts. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. You know, again, we have a bad habit of wanting to control things. See, because we think if we control it, therefore we'll have safety. I'm here to tell you today, if you think you can control things, I want you to go get a handful of water and bring it to me. (laughs) I don't care how many times you try, it will never happen. Why? Because we cannot control this situation. But it says the winds and the waves shall obey his will. He can control those things. He walked on water, told Peter to come to him. And as long as Peter looked at him, he was able to walk on water too. God controls these things. So our job is to trust, to rely on him. Is this making sense today? And he'll protect you. He's your refuge. I said, he's your refuge. Praise the Lord. Let's read on. Again, Romans chapter 10. Oh, we're having fun and we're cruising here right now. Romans chapter 10, the New Living Translation. Again, shield of faith. It says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they (laughs) believe in him? You know, I'm just going to get real, real. The present time is determining who truly believes. Oh, I hope you hear me today. There's a, it says in, in the book in Exodus that every Israelite left Egypt. Every Israelite that was in Egypt left with Moses. It said they all left, but they all didn't believe. So there were circumstances and situations that began to rise up in the wilderness that determine who actually believed in God. I hope you all follow me today. So those circumstances and situations began to press down on these people. And what it did, it revealed who actually believed in God and who did not. I want you to know right now in this day and time, (laughs) with the current situations that are happening around the world, God is determining, he's showing who actually has faith in him and who 
doesn't. If you had faith and control, switch your allegiance. If you had strength and, and hate, switch your allegiance. If you've had strength and, and anything else, switch your allegiance. Put it back on God himself. Put it back in the hand of Jesus. Is this making sense to you today? Because the pressures of the time are going to reveal what's really in you. It says, <laughs> out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Oh, praise the Lord. It says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? I know I, this is important. See, because if you're sent from him, then you are an ambassador of his. So whatever is in heaven, you now represent because you represent Jesus. So wherever I go, if you are sent, that's where heaven is. You can go to another country like now when we were in Ethiopia. There is an American embassy in Ethiopia. That embassy in Ethiopia is America. Why? Because they represent America in that embassy. So the land and everything is America. So people can't just trespass. They can't just run into the embassy because it's America. If you're really sent from God, then you will represent him no matter where country you're in, no matter what circumstances you were in, no matter what things may look like. It doesn't matter what the chaos says. It only matters who sent you. And I need you to get that today. We cannot keep calling ourselves something that we're not because the pressures of the time is going to push it out of us. Who sent you or maybe you weren't sent at all. You just went. But it's important right now that people need to have faith in him but they won't know who he is unless we don't represent him let's read on and how will anyone go and tell them without being sent this is why the scripture says how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news but not everyone welcomes the good news for Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith, trust, adherence, reliance comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. Is this making sense to you today? See, this faith is your shield. So this good news builds up your shield, gives your shield strength. Oh, I just need you to know today, it is so vitally important in this day and time to contemplate or figure out what you're actually doing. One more, we're closing. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. <clears throat> the Amplified. It says, therefore then, see, therefore is there for the reason that we just talked about all this great stuff we talked about today. It says, therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. These are all these people who believed in God. Had nothing else to go on but their faith, their trust in, their reliance on. 
Abraham and Noah and Sarah. So many people. So therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. What sin is this? The sin of unbelief in Jesus. If you don't believe that Jesus is exactly who he says he is, then you are stuck. Say, well, pastor, I say it with my mouth. No, we're, we're not going to say, say it with your mouth. Because the word says, confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. And then the verse that says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever is really in your heart, the pressures of time are going to squeeze it out. So if you say you truly believe in him, then there may be some work. See, because God is in the business of pruning. He's in the business of cutting back the fruitful branch so it'll be more fruitful. Man, I want so much to tell you what we need to do today, but I'm almost closing. It says, and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Looking away from all that would distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, Jesus, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross despising and ignoring the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Brothers and sisters, this is your shield of faith. This is what you hold up. Where do you hold it up at? You hold it up in your heart, in your mind, and in your spirit. And when the world comes knocking, you have something that you can just say, uh, no, I'm not going with you to hate. No, I'm not going with you to division. No, I'm not going with you to fear. No, I'm not going to you with giving up. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking my eyes off of him who died for me because he's in the business of finishing my faith. Brothers and sisters, hold your shield up. Hold your shield up. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for everything that you are and everything that you do. Continue to bless us, guide us, give us strength. For those of you today who are really hurting, really lost, really confused, look back to the throne. Go back to his promises. Listen to someone who has been sent instead of someone who just went. Father, we thank you today in the mighty name of Jesus. And all those who agree with the prayer, say it. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week, brothers and sisters.